everybody, welcome to the Man Cave. My name is Danny J. You're right here on the DJB Productions Network. Hit that notification bell, hit the subscribe button, and leave some comments down below. We want to hear from you. Also, if you're a gamer and you want to look at some other great content, go to twitch.tv slash thebigvetobrand, and you can catch a show right on there as well. It's simulcasted on both production networks just for you guys. A lot of great stuff for you to check out. Of course, we have with me today, Big Vito Lagarasso. What's going on, guys? And first and foremost, a happy Mother's Day to all the lovely moms who are doing it, single moms, married moms, grandmoms, mom moms. We just want to say happy Mother's Day. I hope you're having a great day. We're catching it late, so all the festivities should be done. Everybody should be having their cappuccinos, you know, little Zeppeli, whatever you're going to have. And mm -hmm. now we're going to do the man cave. Dan, take it away. That's right. It is the man cave. We're going to celebrate all week. Why not? Because we're going to promote this all week. Um, so uh, just to start off the show real quick before we get into anything else, uh, late last night, I go out to let the dog out, and there's a cop in front of my house. And he says, excuse me, is this your car? And I said, yeah, this is my car. Why? What's the matter? What's the matter? And he goes, well, I have bad news for you. Somebody hit your car. Oh, uh, yeah. So I go down there, and man, did somebody hit my car. And in fact, they pushed it back three feet. <laughs> they smashed it. Smashed it. This car, I only have it for less than four months. So, uh, and, and not to get into a long story, but it's the second new car, because I had a new car back in August. Right. That when the dealership was doing some fixes on it and they were test driving it, somebody ran a red light and totaled that car. So this is car number two for me since August. You know, Dan, you haven't had any cars, any luck with cars since I sold you one. No, no. And the one you sold me, I hit a deer with. So that one got totaled. And, and you survived. So what does that tell you? That just started this whole thing. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, so it happens. It is what it is. Uh, but, you know, but you're, not hurt. you're not hurt. You're not hurt. The new concrete in front of the house is not hurt, right? Your wife who stayed in the house. She didn't cause a scene outside. No drama, That's right. That's which right. was good. That's you know, right. and then eventually what is the good thing of this story is that you do have somebody. They turned themselves in, which they, they did. did. There they are some did. good people out there. Mm -hmm. And hopefully the car will be fixed. And quickly. quickly. Yeah. You don't have to miss work. Yep. And it doesn't no money comes out of your pocket. You know, and it's a good thing that you know, people we bury people out there and we say what no goods, but this lady actually did the right thing. Now, whatever happened transpired for her in the car, taking off, going to the police department. Thank you very much for being an honest person. We're saying right. that here on the man cave. And we only encourage that everybody in a situation like that just man up, so to speak. Take yeah. your take a thing, and and there's no harm, no foul. You know, it, no. things happen, and it is what it is. You know, so, I told Dan, I told Jim when we were talking before the show. I told Dan, I said, Dan, he says, you know what? You got the you got the lady. As long as you don't have to pay the deductible, everything is good. Don't yeah. make a big thing about it. If the car drives the way it's supposed to, hey, you you you're blessed. You know. So now we go back to the same thing. Yeah. Don't let your wife near the car. Every time she goes near your car, it's a malokia. She's the Malokia queen. Dan, it's time to get rid of the wife. I, I, is that or I got to get a horn, one or the other? Well, Dan, I mean, <laughs> let's say, what, well, what's going to be cheaper? Because if you get an Italian horn, those things could be expensive. A divorce only costs $99 online. 
<laughs> no, <I> mean, <laughs> through legal zoom <laughs> <laughs> and this is the man cave people man cave. We're, yeah, we, man we're, not, we're not spending money on this yet <laughs> we're not spending money and we're talking real stuff from the bridgewater inn yeah boom that's what we do well the at the time when this accident happened everybody in my neighborhood heard it except for me and my wife we were sitting there watching a movie we were watching the stuber which is okay. with which is with um uh what's his face uh batista dave batista okay and a really funny movie really good. funny movie good, good, uh, good. if you're looking for a good movie to watch and laugh real hard the stuber is a movie to go with and it actually ties in with what we're talking about today because we're talking about man movies excellent choice excellent that's right choice. in the man cave when you're not talking when you're not bullshitting you're watching television you're watching movies and we're going to talk about what movies are acceptable in the man cave you know dan and being somebody who was on tbs the super station for guys who like movies that's right that's right. coming to you right here so i know mm -hmm. a lot about that stuff dan go ahead give us your favorites and let's my, rock and roll my go-to of all time and i'm not going to give you these movies in any given thing i'm not going to in any given order but my go-to movie there is no better man movie in the entire universe than lone wolf mcquaid this stars chuck norris from 1983. Okay. He, this is the uh the ex this is the inspiration for Walker Texas Ranger right. okay which was a huge hit for him for many many years but uh, in this movie uh, he is he is Ranger JJ McQuaid and he is a lone wolf character that's very self-explanatory and this guy is the baddest man on the planet every Chuck Norris meme Every Chuck Norris thing where they said, you know, Chuck Norris does this and Chuck Norris does that and whatever, it's all based on Lone Wolf McQuaid because mm. he was the baddest man on the planet. To give you an example, if you go on YouTube and you look up Lone Wolf McQuaid greatest scene, right? The exact scene comes up. He gets buried alive in his truck. He he's all beat up. He gets buried. While he's underground, now you got to suspend disbelief because now he's starting a car underground, shit like that. Up top, he's fighting David Carradine, who's a who's another major major player in badassery. Okay, so David Carradine's this drug lord, and he's got all his men shooting him down, and all the cops are pretty much dead except for his deputy, who is uh, I believe his name is David Beltran. He was on Star Trek Voyager and a couple other things. Right. I mean, he he's pinned down he's shot he's got like three four bullets left in a handgun and that's and he's going to die it's 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 going to happen it's it's him against like 20 guys so he's like okay corral type of shit hey fuck it boom he puts his gun on he says hey assholes and he starts shooting at the people right now meanwhile a beaten a beaten half to death chuck norris jj mcquade is in his truck which is buried underground they buried him okay he wakes up the first thing he do because he's a functional alcoholic he opens up a beer and he drinks the beer right and he's all and they're playing they start playing this music and stuff like that and he starts his truck now this is where you suspend disbelief because he's underground i don't know how he's starting a truck underground in his truck he's got superchargers he flips on the superchargers they start getting real bad and he just floors it and while these guys are going all of a sudden the ground starts to shift and the first thing you see are his lights coming out of the ground 
and then he shoots out of the ground. They're playing this angel music where it's like, oh, and he hits like five guys. He comes out of his car with a shotgun. Ba-boom, ba-boom, shoots two guys there. He falls to the ground. His deputy runs to him. He's like, don't die on me now, damn it. Damn it, Ranger, don't die on me now. He looks up at him and says, get me a beer, kid. <laughs> I said, wow. that is a man. I don't care what any movie is. I don't care if you bring down Superman. I don't care if you bring down Batman. J.J. McQuaid is the man of any movie ever. So All that's right. my go-to. That's your go-to movie. Now, yeah. if we're talking about for guys who like movies, yes, I'm a Steven Seagal guy. Oh, yeah. talk about back in the day, nothing like Alfred Justice. Alfred Justice is the greatest thing he ever did. Greatest movie. Yes. Kick-ass yes. movie. Fight yes. scenes galore. Yes. You know, and you talk about tougher than tough. Yes. Better than bad. Steven Seagal represented Brooklyn like nobody else represented Brooklyn. And how you got you to gotta do this over here. And what's going on over there? Anybody see Richie? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and wasn't gonna... that the most believable Steven Seagal movie I've ever done? I mean, <laughs> and Steven Seagal never lost a fight, never even seen him take, take a bump, never seen him take a hit. And you know what the one movie who, like, you know, really, I, I was like, Steve, what's going on? Where Was he fought the, the black guy? What's his name? Um, Eminem? No, that, that's a white oh, kid. What are you about? The, the black bald-headed guy who was in the movie with, and you actually see, see Steve get his ass kicked a little bit. I can't are you talking about him. Common or 50 Cent, or who are you talking about? No, not Common. No? Uh, it wasn't 50 Cent. He's a nice looking black he's a nice looking black nice looking black guy. I can't rapper? think of his name. He's, he's a, rapper? a rapper? Yeah. I can't and think of him. It was the one movie where the first movie I ever seen with Steven Seagal actually got his ass kicked a little bit. And he actually <laughs> took, I mean, he'd been out of the movie business. Right. And you know, but then when he made a comeback with this kid in this movie, I can't was, think of the name of it. And it wasn't um What's his name? No, I think he's too old. I was going to say, it wasn't, uh, uh, Mama said, knock you out. It wasn't him, right? I don't think so. It was no, LL Cool J. It wasn't LL Cool J. No, it wasn't LL Cool J. It wasn't him. It was the other kid who looked just as good as him. Uh, but I can't think of his name. But Steven Seagal movies. And then once Steven Seagal put on all this weight and his hair piece started looking much more fake, Mm -hmm. And the eyebrows, and then when he put on, he's got to be close to 300 pounds in those movies. You would you were talking, he was 190, 200 soaking wet where he was moving, yeah. and then now he walks around with the black trench, you know, the black karate jacket. You know, he hardly moves, but yeah. you could tell he's got power in his movement. But you know, whatever happened, you know, to him and Kelly LeBrock in Staten Island, I don't yeah. know, ruined him, ruined him. Well, well, I'll tell you, in Out for Justice. Which is honestly one of his best movies. One of his best movies. His best movies. Uh, Richie was will go down in history as one of my top villains yes. of all time, and I'm including the Joker. <laughs> I'm including guys like Lex Luthor. I'm including guys like Johnny Ringo in Tombstone, which is another movie I'm going to talk about. But you know, like I don't know what his name is, the actor. I forget he, his name. He's in a lot of stuff, though. He is. He was in a lot of key movies. He played. He played Sammy the Bull in one of the Gotti movies. 
Yes, and you know what? He played Al Capone in yes. Untouchables the series. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And he did a good job on playing Great the villain. And he did a good job in Gotti. You know, mm -hmm. being that he stayed with that Italian thing, and that was kind of his forte. But even like when he went out in different movies, I think he did an army movie. Yeah. I'm not sure the name. Yeah. He did do an army movie, and he did a couple of the films. But this, the, the Gotti movie where he played Sammy the Bull, he did a good job. Yeah, he's a great – but as Richie, what a villain. What yeah. a villain. And he was – like he's, he says to the, the one girl, and it, it kind of dates the movie a little bit. But she says something like she's she's not going to do any drugs. She don't want to do any drugs with him. And right. he goes, "What are you, uh, a regular Nancy fucking Ray Bush?" <laughs> which is, which yeah, is, you're going to turn me down. <laughs> you're not going to turn me down, right, baby? To me, you're going to turn me down, right? I'm Richie. Yeah, good. Yeah, he was so good. What a great movie that was. My second movie, and I just mentioned it was Tombstone, which right. in my eyes, going back with all westerns, one of the greatest westerns ever made. In my eyes, I think that, and uh, I have, I got, an, I got, I got Wedding Crashers. Okay, as a, as a good movie. Yeah. I mean, you talk about a guy movie where you're having a good time and you're doing your thing and you're having a, you know, you're you're partying and you're enjoying life, and then, you know, you got um, I just I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Uh, it was Wedding Crashers, and then mm -hmm. Billy Jack. The first tough guy movie from 1970. You're, you're talking about the original one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original Billy yeah. Jack, the Indian movie. I know people, you might not watch this movie or you, this goes, but when you talk about tough guys, yeah, he guys was. who are hand to hand combat. Yeah, he was. This was the first of his generation because it went from Billy Jack to Chuck Norris, mm -hmm. you know, and Bruce Lee was right before him. So he was in that Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, Billy Jack era. And Billy Jack was a, a unique character and a unique person because that was a Native American yes. who was and who's not spotlighted in anything. And he kicked a lot of ass. And one of his best movies, which goes into another great movie for the man cave, was Walking Tall. Yes. The original was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But then Dwayne Johnson does the remake. And what a remake did he do? That was one of my favorite movies. I, I know Walking Tall, like you said, with Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. You talk about realism and mm -hmm. somebody who went in a, from a small town, war hero, goes in, he's with his buddies. You could tell the jealousy from the rich guy and the guy who was, you yeah. know, all everything. And, uh, you know, it just played out to where it was, it was a good thing. A lot, it was a lot of tough, good upbringing. It showed a lot of... Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, country, a lot of USA, a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, I, I guess, uh, how would you say it? I guess. Well, I mean, it was based, it's based on a true story. Yes. It's based on a true story. And he's a guy who comes back from war. He's a decorated war veteran. And he comes back to his town, his hometown, which a lot of his old buddies are still there, but people take their own direction in life. And one of his guys that he used to be friends with is not so great of a guy anymore. No. And he's taken over to town, so to speak, blah, blah, blah. And he comes back in there. And he said, you know what? I need, this is not cool, blah, blah, blah. And he sees that the law in the town are not really doing anything. They're on the take, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. 
Right. So he tends to take things into his own hands, and I think he becomes a sheriff, if I'm not mistaken. He does become he became, sheriff. He became the sheriff, and his big forte was he used to carry a two-by-four. He didn't mm -hmm. carry a gun. He carried a two-by-four. And this son of a bitch was using this two-by-four upside people's heads and in their cars and everything, and he wow. made a, a message that rang clear to everybody in that town. Well, when you talk about it, you know, and his big thing during the movie was we're going to walk tall in this town. Yes. We're going to walk yeah. tall. You know, and if, and if America and people had those kind of standards in everyday life, yes. I think we'd be in a lot better shape than what we are right now, especially with, you know, we're not knocking nobody here on the man cave. We're just talking about, you know, how perception is and what you yeah. see. And, you know, when you look at what today's crisis is, if you, if the people who are in charge had some of those values or thought mm -hmm. more of those values instead of economic and money and politics. Right. Maybe we'd be in a little bit better shape with this coronavirus and everybody being locked up in their houses. Potentially. And different states abiding by different rules and nobody knows what to do and nobody knows how to do it. Did you see today that in Florida uh, in Jacksonville, the police cleared out the whole beach because they weren't abiding by social distancing? They closed the whole beach. Beaches are closed. Well, you know what? They're not for nothing. Uh, it's hard on a beach to say it's open to the public and expect social distancing. So I kind of like have to rule on the part of shame on you, Jacksonville, for opening up in the first place. Because what did you expect? It's physically impossible to say to how many thousands of people yeah, are, are in that, that Jacksonville area that are dying to go to the beach. Not to, let's not say it, it's like it closed for a week. Stuff's been closed down. People are quarantined and they're dying to go out. And then you open the, the floodgates. Well, when you open the floodgates, water's going to come through. And I mean, yes. coronavirus is, is, has skyrocketed here in Florida. Mm -hmm. Now, we're in a unique situation. Now, I know in PA where you are, mm -hmm. they close down till June 4th. Yeah. Over here, they're opening up businesses, but we are on lockdown for another two months right so it's like yay we're going and yay we're taking a step back and and with and this is not directing anything towards wrestling or anything but it's a very essential point yeah when they made wrestling essential here in the state of florida yeah how could you name it essential and close doctor's offices close salons close certain businesses and wrestling's not bringing us an income, but it's the That's almighty right. dollar and a lot of wow. politics. And, you know, we're not naming names, but we're just saying the way it is. Now, mm -hmm. Monday here in Florida, things are supposed to open up, but the coronaviruses yeah. have skyrocketed. So how do you, yeah. what do you do? The problem is, and I'll tell you straight up, there is, you say, hey, why are we, uh, closing businesses. Why are we uh, staying at home? Why are we wearing masks? You know, that type of thing. And I'll tell you one thing. In a, in a very scientific way, without having any kind of thing to back anything else up, the best way to stop a cold from spreading is to stop the people from being around to spread it. Right. Right or wrong. So there you, there's your quarantine. Putting a mask on, there's many people out there who say, hey, you know what? Those masks don't work. But you know what? If the government went to everybody and said, hey, we don't know what you do. Pray to God. 
You know the kind of uproar you would have? This is a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. And you know what? You're probably less likely to catch something with a mask than you are without it. So take any, take any odd you get. You know what I mean? That, that's what it comes down to. Now, I mean, I had this, uh, and I'm a diabetic. So when swine flu came around, and swine flu was a bad thing, they said, you know, Dan, you're diabetic. Get up there with the senior citizens and get your shot before anybody else. I said, all right. And I took the shot. You know what? I got swine flu for two days. I had swine flu. And I was deathly sick. I was in bed. I couldn't get out of bed for two days straight. But you know what? I got through it, and I never got it again. You know, and people, you know, people don't take some things seriously. And people like, they, they laugh at things, and they think, ah, it's not going to happen to me. So here's a dilemma I have in my house. Okay, Dan, you could appreciate it because you know my situation. Okay? Mm -hmm. So we have... My wife, who has a stroke, has mm -hmm. asthma. Mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. So yeah. I am an essential work. I'm not going to say how or what, but I do a work yeah. in an essential environment. Yeah. I've been protecting myself for seven, eight weeks. Okay. So now that we're opening up the state, we're opening up this, but we're closing back things. I've been playing ball before this. I was going to play ball five, six days a week. I was playing ball again. Mm -hmm. And I got to be where I was a step away from making the travel team here and doing this stuff and doing everything I wanted. Now they opened up playing ball again. Now I'm still working. They opened up ball, but they closed up businesses. So now what do you do? Do you go play ball or do you sit back a little bit and wait? Here's a dilemma. I mean, I've been in the mix today. I went to Walmart. I had to wear a mask. I actually waited online to go shopping today. Mother's Day, I went online. Okay. Yeah. You know, I go to work, I wear a mask. I have to go to uh, Walgreens, CVS, pick up the yeah. go do the thing. I wear a mask. But then the second thing, I'm out there hustling and doing my thing. So why shouldn't I play ball? And why shouldn't I? I'm already exposed. But then you're playing ball, you're grabbing the ball, this and that. And you're like, all right, 50 50 hindsight, you know, golf a bit. It's very tough. I know in your situation, Dan, you know, um, you are on lockdown and the state is on lockdown. You're still working from home. You still have to go to your other jobs, mm -hmm. you know, and it's hard on you, especially being in the house with three different people, three different personalities, everybody trying to base themselves. There's uh, no school. You know, the wife is home also. She's working. Well, you know home. what, though? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. And I'm essential. I'm an essential worker. I work for yeah. you. So I'm every morning, I'm out, okay? Now, I wear the masks. I'm a I have a compromised immune system. So if anybody's going to get it in my house, it's going to be me before anybody else. Right. Okay. Now, um, do I say, like, going to what your question was, you know, do I play ball or do I sit back? I mean, it, you could play ball for a little bit and then have a big uprising in cases and then have it shut down again. Or you can, like, say, you know what? Let me just take this time to back it up and then go from there. Now, with you and your wife, Noel, it's the two of you there. You got the dog, you know, et cetera, and, and you guys can hang out and stuff like that. Some people are like, oh, I can't get out of this house. I got to get out of this house. I want to go to this. I want to go there. I'm going to do anything. About it. Let me tell you something. On my right hand, on my mother's grave, when I tell you, I could do this for another year. And I'll tell you why. Because I have more time with my family now than I ever did. And I think, honestly, people are not looking at what they have in front of them. 
Right. They're they're taking for granted this time that is being granted to them in a sense. You know, in a way, and this is not the case because this is just nature and stuff happening, but in a way, this is like a gift to people in a sense to say, hey, you know what? With the hustle and bustle of everything we do, paying bills, working jobs, I do 19 effing shows on this network on my free time that I don't have, okay? Because I work three jobs, right. right? And all this other stuff. And I got to keep my health up and stuff like that and whatever. To sit back and hang out with my daughters over here. We started recording this show later than normal because I was spending time with my girls. You know what I mean? And, and it's one of those things that like, I, I'm looking at, and maybe because it's my age, because I look more at mortality now than I did when I was younger. I look more at the family than I did before, because like I said, you know, you can do all this stuff. People say, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you yeah, do but, it. Yeah, but yeah. you, but you have been an ultimate family man. Always put your family first. Yeah. So you, Dan Boji, by staying home, appreciate yeah. more than the average person because you never were home because yeah. you were always out, 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 out. Now that you actually got a chance to, and this is not making making a joke or being silly, no. but you're actually in the past seven weeks, you've actually got to know the personalities of your daughters. Mm -hmm. You've got to know your wife a little better. Not that you don't know each other, but everyday habits, how they act, what they do. The silliness, hiding in a box, covering themselves in thing. And yeah, you know, yeah. I'm writing on Facebook, I'm saying, look at this dork. And you're laughing, yeah, that's my little bubble. And I'll tell you, I'm yeah. so proud of her. You yeah. know? Or whatever. And whatever. it's the truth. And you know, it's like I see friends with kids and I see stuff like that. And it's like, oh, I'm worried about this. My own in family, like my sister-in-law, oh, I can't wait to get out and blah, blah, blah. And, this, that. and I'm like, you know what? Look at what's right in front of you. Because as soon as we can get out yeah. and you're able to go everywhere, you're going to say, oh, I wish so-and-so would stay home so we could watch a movie. I wish so-and-so would do this and eat dinner with us. And, blah, blah, blah. and they're not going to. No. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, this is, a, this is a special gift to people to say, hey, you know what? Remember what you have now. This is why you work. This is, this is a reminder of why we do all this. No, I, I understand what you're saying, Dan. And this is coming, guys. Yeah, this is coming from the ultimate bachelor turned family man. Yeah, uh, I was never home. No, and you couldn't keep me in the house. I was the ultimate clubber, ultimate go out, ultimate do everything. Since I've gotten married and a mm -hmm. change to being a family man, and you say, okay, there's no more wrestling, no more traveling. I right, stay right, at home more. Right. Now that I've been in the house with my wife and like. You know, we've had to stay, you know, close quarantine because of her, you know, our health. Yeah. But even being on more of a self-quarantine now, we don't argue. We don't fight. We're used to each other. We got it. You know, I respect her space. She respects mine. We don't get in each other's heads. We do things together. We laugh together. When we mm -hmm. get a chance to go out, like yesterday and yeah. the day before, we did the still. I had to deposit my check. I still deposit my check at Disney, right? So I said, hey, why don't you come put the top down? Let's go take a sports car yeah. ride. Yeah. So, so she goes, go see Disney. I said, I got to go there anyway. I'm going tonight. I don't want to do it tomorrow. So we took a ride. We saw the castle. We saw Epcot. We saw, you know, got to be around Disney. Great night. And yesterday we went out. Mm -hmm. 
got to take a sports car ride again. We did a little TikTok. We had a little time. We got to dress up a little bit, you know. And today was Mother's Day, right? Quiet mm-hmm. day. I got up early. Hey, babe, let me go out and let me get you something. I wanted to get you something. No, you don't have to. Just stay home with me. No, we stayed in the house, and I stayed home. And then finally, I went shopping. I got her Mother's Day stuff like I was mm-hmm. supposed to do in the morning. Right. She was perfectly content with her Wawa special. And, <laughs> yeah. Right? Her fountain soda. Yes. And then being the keen husband that I am and knowing that she loves Disney, I got her an Elsa Anna balloon. Now, there you go. talk about a $2.50 value. I was king. King. Yes. Yes. Because you, you appreciate what's there. Exactly. And, what and you know what? A good example, and I, I've told Dan this, and I'll say it again on this show, a good example to follow is Mr. Dan Boji, because I always watched how he was a family man and how he conducted himself. And I said when I got married, I would like to be like that, and I'm trying to follow in his footsteps. Not any, And this is not no. um, in any way saying, like, you know what? I, I, you know, brown nose and I'm saying and right, right, right. true man to man, you know, ad- admiration for what a family man is. And when I look at Dan, three jobs, two kids, wife, cars, house, maybe not always in the best of financials, but always made it work. Have to go hunting for some spare change so we can feed the family, maybe behind on some bill, but you make it work. That's right. And I always admired that. And I said, you know what? I want to base my marriage and base my relationship just like Dan does because that is a good example because he had that kind of upbringing. I yeah, did yeah. not. Yeah. So yeah. I learned from my dad. My dad worked three jobs when I was a kid. I I stayed up to see my old man. Like he would come home 11 o'clock at night. So I would stay up and then watch movies with him until about two o'clock in the morning. So I had that time with my dad. At from midnight to about two a.m., because he worked in the morning, he worked in the afternoon, he worked in he worked overnight. So, and then obviously I saw him random days, like on the weekend, like Sundays were always a good day, blah blah blah. But I I used to stay up just so I could see my dad, and then watch. I never sleep, and I'm like kind of like my mom in that sense. I sleep on an average four hours a night, on an average, and I've always done that from a child. And it, a lot of it has to do with how I conditioned myself to stay up for, to see my dad and stuff like that. And, you know, he worked until he couldn't work no more. And that's what happened. And I said, I'll end up doing the same thing and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. the thing is though, and, and this is, and this is, once again, this is not a knock, but if you look behind Vito and I'm going to bring him up real quick, real big. If you look behind V, you see a very nice plush sectional. You see a very neat house. Looks like, it looks like something that you, if you were renting, this is what you would come into, okay? No. Now, if you go into my house, it is the exact fucking opposite of that. <laughs> and Vito knows because he stayed at my house, okay? And we had a guy in here. He was doing some work. I forget what he was doing. He was putting in a meter or something like that. And my wife said, oh, excuse the mess. Excuse this, excuse that. We had clothes over here and we had toys over there. And it, it looked like a bomb hit the place. And he said, you know what? This house is lived in don't ever be ashamed of that and it's the god honest truth he said i said and i said you know what he's right i live in this house my i grew up in a museum house you've been in my parents house 
Yeah. And, and that, you can't, you can't walk in, you can't walk in three of the five rooms in there. <laughs> yeah, because it was it was kept. Do they still have the plastic on the furniture, Dan? I love that furniture. I want it. They do. Yeah, good, yeah, good luck getting it. <laughs> when my mother was alive, you had a chance because she would filter furniture in and out like every six months. My dad's like, the hell with it. I'm not doing anything. Nope, don't ever come in my house. Don't walk in the rooms. I'm not doing it like my like my wife did, blah, blah, blah. You know, but there's rooms that like, I have a dining room I ate in back in the 70s. <laughs> right. I've been in there since. Now since people, Dan's house is lived in. Yes. There was a day. It, it was a day, one day, and I said, I'm going to turn this place into a museum, and it's going to be beautiful. I cleaned that house and He was so bored. He was so bored. I was at work. <laughs> and after the last thing was off the floor, your wife cried. She says, I can't believe this is my house. Dan walked in. He walked out. He thought he walked in the wrong house. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize what this I was. Didn't and you talk about, <laughs> I don't know, Dan, if you still have the markings on the kit on the um yes. on, on the kitchen thing yes. of everybody's house of everybody's height. That stays. No so, matter what I do in this house, that stays. No matter what we do and that had that had that stayed. That was monumental. So and everybody did this their size. And you know, his mother in law, you know, I love that woman. So did Dan. <laughs> she still stayed the same, same height. Yes. But in everybody else, you know, and she might have gotten shorter, but we never erased it. You say, okay, you're up here, babe. All right, good. But <laughs> and you know, it's funny too. You hung a specific family picture. I'm looking at it right now over my foyer. Right. And I'm looking at it right now. It's still there. We never touched it. It's no, still there. It's still there, right? I'm looking at it right now. It's wow. still there. We never touched stuff because you know why? It's, it's, in some cases, it's a lot of effort. So, in other words, you dust and we you find out it. around it, and you're good. If I take I, it off, the paint looks different. <laughs> but getting back to movies, because that's what we're talking about. <laughs> I think we're, gonna, we're, at, we're at our time limit there. We're at time, but we're going to do a final movie. What's a final movie for you? Um, I would have to say. The Expendables. Any one of them? Because they all were good. No, they were all good. I'm saying all the Expendables. All of them. Oh, yeah, okay. And and Heartbreak Ridge with Clint Eastwood. Heartbreak Ridge is a great movie. Yeah. And nobody realizes how good that movie is. And and I've gotten so many lines that I said in regular life from that movie, like as smooth as a prom queen's thighs, except not so risky. Yeah, <laughs> And then Mario Van Peebles was in that movie, and he was he was in there doing stuff. What a great movie that was, Mr. Jones. Mr. I'm <laughs> gonna kick your ass all over this place if you don't fall out. Uh, I don't think so, man. Swede, Swede. <laughs> yeah, and he kicked the shit out of that guy, right? Now, that's a great movie. That's a great movie to go out yeah. on. I'll tell you right now, and it's a more recent movie. If you haven't seen it, you have to see Rambo: Last Blood. Oh that was a good movie. I just Rambo. Did you just see it? Rambo: Last Bud, which is honestly a direct sequel to First Blood. Forget all that bullshit where Rambo takes on an entire country by himself. Bullshit. Forget all that. You there's like and there's like five of them in the middle. Forget every fucking one of them. Just watch the first one and then watch Last Blood. And in Last Blood, when I tell you, I 
never had a smile on my face so hard for so long watching that movie because when I watch that, especially when you get pissed, all the bullshit of what the lead up is and say, right. let's just get the Rambo fucking everybody up. And when, <laughs> when he went underground and he did exactly like he did in the first movie and he fucked everybody up. I said, once again, there's somebody you got to strive to be. If you're going to be a man in this world, Not it's either. John J. Rambo. I'm telling you, what a great movie. Guys, comment down below. I want to hear what movies you like. What movies are good for the man cave? I mean, are you watching Are you watching Star Trek? Are you watching Star Wars? Are you watching Mary Poppins? I don't know what does it for you. But what are you watching in your man cave at home? They, we had a great show. Thank you. All right, Make you're, sure you're a good job. Yeah, make sure you check out, um, go down below, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. You're on DJV Productions Network, which is at www.youtube.com slash C slash DJV Productions Network. Also go to twitch.tv slash the Big Vito brand. They got plenty of shows on there as well uh, where you can talk about wrestling. You got the Ms., Mr. and Mrs., which is a great show. Where they just go back and forth, him and Noel. I can watch that forever and a day. And uh, we got plenty of other stuff on here as well. So for Big V, my name is Danny J. Until next time, we'll catch you right here on the Man Cave. <laughs>